Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off something blue and hush. We have a listener question this week from Nicola. Thank you, Nicola. Hi. Hi, Nicola. We're waving. You can't hear it. You can't. No, it's like swoosh, 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 swoosh. She would like to know if all you could wear was one character's clothing, whose would it be? I have a theory before you, mm-hmm. you're about to speak. I got, I'm, yep. I'm Giles. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, Giles. <laughs> I win. Yeah, 100%. Nicole and I kind of had a bet going on. Yeah. 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 Cause, uh, I mean, it's, I don't think part of the reason is, first of all, he's shown wearing uh, more comfortable clothing this season. So it doesn't always yeah. have to be in three-piece suits. Sure. Yeah. Um, most other men on the show either wear one outfit or crazy outfits sure. all the time. Yes. Like nothing but like giant floral paisley stuff or like band t-shirts and weird peep show shirts. Says so, the guy wearing a Mystery Science Theater t-shirt. Yeah, because it's awesome. It is. I've already complimented you on it. Oh, thank you. So I had trouble here. Yeah. Because it was like, what, what do you want to look like versus what do you want to actually wear? Like that's that's there's a, there's a much bigger bevy of options on the. There's side. a big there is there are that's true. They very much care what the females are wearing and <laughs> not so much the male. It's like Giles and a, an angel yeah. is separate, and well, then every guy else. just has one outfit that they wear. And that's, unless you want to wear a duster and then no. Spike. Um. So I was going to say Glory. I was looking at oh. the characters and I was like, she looks hot. Mm-hmm. She always looks hot. I want to look mm-hmm. good. If I'm going to mm-hmm. like be wearing this every day, I want to look good. Yeah. But then again, she is always wearing high heels. Yeah. She's always very formal. Like she's, ve- it's always a cocktail dress. It's mm-hmm. slinky. It's hot. And yeah. I appreciate she is a hot woman, mm-hmm. but sometimes I want to wear PJs. Yeah. Like, and sometimes pants. Oof. There's nothing she could paint in. No. How would I paint? Yeah. And just, just no pants. There's never any pants. Nope, not a single pants. That's not practical. Although, spoilers for um, the glory season. Uh, major spoilers. So skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to be spoiled. Would that also include being able to wear what's his names? Ooh, that'd be interesting because scrubs are comfy. Yeah, that would be a really interesting thing. Does that mean that I get to wear like the the fancy red short cocktail dress and then like when I want to be comfortable scrubs because <laughs> nothing's more comfortable than scrubs. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's an option, Nicole will have to let us know if that's yeah. an option. Uh, it's tricky. Then yes, I I would go with Glory. Mm-hmm. If that's not an option and Glory and Ben are separate, then I choose Faith. Oh, okay. Because she looks great. She always looks really good. Mm-hmm. She does dress up a little when she goes dancing in the bronze. That's, that's but true. But in general, she's very practical. She mm-hmm. wears a lot of pants. Yeah. A lot so, of like boots that look like you could actually walk around in them. Yeah. They're not going to hurt your mm-hmm. feet. You know, I've had high arches. They need support. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> she, the girl can rock a tank top. And I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, absolutely. I appreciate a tank top. It can look good, but you, I'm And you just comfy. never see Charles in a tank top. You don't. He should wear more. Ta- <laughs> Show off those guns, buddy. Mm. You know he works out. 
Yeah, he's he's working out with Olivia in this episode. Oh. Yeah, he is. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on something blue. I thought you were going to mention Willow because you were saying, speaking of which. Excellent. I just did clapping. That's it. That's just like the gentleman. I, that's oh, another connection. Another the gentleman. Golf clap. <laughs> Golf clap. I hope the mic can pick this up. I heard you. Okay. So Willow is in Oz's dorm. She's oh. still holding on to that hope that he's coming back because he kind of. I mean, he did say like, "I don't want to come back. Yeah, I, I will come back." Out. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Riley is coming out as lesbian. <laughs> I am Riley, friend to the lesbians. It felt like, I don't know, something about just his general kind of like Iowa awkwardness that he would say something like that. Sure. Uh, I appreciate I feel like this is, in in the light of the fact that this mm-hmm. is still the 90s. Yeah, it's pretty progressive. It's, it's letting you know, hey, this show is pro-lesbian. Mm-hmm. If that bugs you, maybe stop watching. Yeah. Like, none of our main characters have come out as lesbian yet. Mm-hmm. But we're not making fun of them. No. We're on board. Yeah. You should be too. And especially like Riley, who, if you would have to guess, would probably be one of the more, you know, socially conservative members yeah. of the group. Right. He and Giles maybe yeah. might be like, like I could see other stuffy. Them, yeah. Being a, if anybody of the main characters were to have a problem, it would be them. And by just casually showing like, oh, no, I'm helping out because – of course. Because lesbian like, group, yeah. why not? Yeah. Like, this is totally... I'm good with science. This is a non-thing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to treat it like a thing. Yeah. It's funny because I'm a boy and I'm hanging up a lesbian sign. Yeah. But otherwise. Uh, so Riley remembers a conversation he practiced having with Buffy. This is universal, right? We all do this. Can we accept that we all do this? Yeah. Okay. Because I rehearse conversations have you a ever, lot. Have you ever gotten caught like yes, in this we, wet manner? Yes, no, remember, remember when my mom caught me to practicing Southern? Oh, yeah. I, I mean more like like <laughs> being caught in, in the sense of what happened in the show oh. where you say something that you think is referring to a conversation you had, but it's a conversation you imagined you had. I am. I don't have good enough memory to distinguish between. Oh, so you blocked it out. Pa- basically, okay. yes. This def- This is what I did before I started listening to podcasts mm-hmm. was when I was walking somewhere because I don't have a car, I would be walking like to the gym practicing conversations in my head so you're basically going full blue jasmine the movie blue jasmine nope nope well if you got that so this is our weekly me asking what the (laughs) hell are you referencing yeah and my my, uh, this is actually an example you should see it's a good movie okay that's rare yeah for us okay (laughs) blue jasmine got it uh no this is i mean it was just strangers on the street and i'm gonna talk myself which is great it keeps Mm. them from asking me for money (laughs) So I like that Riley doesn't backtrack on the oral exam line like I expect you to. Yeah. He's just like committing to it. Like, yeah, no, I 100% believe that talking to you is tricky. <laughs> you are a mystery. He's like, no, you you kind of suck a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like him. He loves that crimped hair. His hair is crimped? No, her crimped hair. Her, like- crimped, her hair is big. It's like mm-hmm. beer bad big. Yeah. It's it's weird because then like that actually it's it's up and like not looking like that at all. It was like I don't know who decided this scene. She really needs the crimped hair. So later, Buffy recounts the conversation to Willow and marvels at this idea of a daylight date. I like that. <laughs> daylight. 
he's clearly not a vampire because it was his suggestion. Mm-hmm. He's really likes being around him and he's really nice. But can he, you know, like really have love without the misery and the passion and the <laughs> fighting and the pain? Where do I get that from? It was weird. <laughs> oh. He fights a vampire. Yeah. I like the the, the, the little juxtaposition. Wordplay. I also love Metrobiotis uh, as they're passing by the largest tombstone in the world saying, Merry Christian, beloved mother. It is enormous it is at least as tall as them it's like a tombstone no one's name has ever been mary christian okay that's like two on the nose <laughs> not so merry now are you i mean if this were the it's christmas dead. episode that would be so much worse oh mary christian i mean <laughs> stop subtext she is fresh off the guest spot in angel mm-hmm. from the episode i will remember you then Sarah McLachlan, fuck you, fuck you, and the way you like to break my heart. <laughs> she is, I mean, like, you know, you're great, you're you're very talented, but fuck you. She just, I mean... <clears throat> is it all the puppies and cats? Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Stop. No. It's, like, that's when you're like, you're like, nope, and you change the channel, mm-hmm. and you wait five minutes while you're watching commercials on some other channel, and then you change it back, and it's still going. <laughs> Or it's changed to that guy with the beard, with all the the poor unfortunate children. Billy Mays? No. <laughs> Wait, did he do some really weird commercials? I don't know. Charlie I, was like, I wanted to make you do the impression. <laughs> I will. I will not be pimped out to do Billy Mays. Damn it! <laughs> so imagine how sad she would be if she had a full memory of that encounter. Like she's really sad. <laughs> With an inaccurate memory of yeah. I Will Remember You, imagine if she had the actual memory. This would be like the end of the yep. series, Buffy kills herself. <laughs> Just gone. And then we would remember her. Oh. <laughs> and she'd get that giant, that giant tombstone. <laughs> the giant tombstone. Spike is tied up in Giles' bathtub. Oh, kinky. Why the bathtub? Because uh, it's got a metal pipe that you could chain somebody to. Well, fuck you and your logic. I'm yeah. trying to make a joke and you're all like... I mean, coherent uh, about why, it. Kristen? Why is Spike tied up in the bathtub? Isn't that crazy, Mike? It's weird. No, you're right. Fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you had like another one of your your famous vampire jokes about it. I wish. No, that made me so happy. No, it was just like, isn't this this crazy thing? No, you're right. Fine. Yeah. It's it's like why like, logic, yeah. physics. Buffy is asking him to describe the people in the lab where he was being held. He's not really forthcoming Mm -hmm. with that information. They're feeding him blood, using a straw, and a kiss the librarian mug. (laughs) Who gave him that mug? Giles. No, who gave Giles that mug? I'm not observing Jenny, it was 100% Jenny. Can we talk already? I know we haven't even like started mm-hmm. this episode. God damn it. I love this episode. <laughs> this is like the third episode I ever watched on Buffy, and yeah. it is like so high on my list. Mm-hmm. It's I a just, really fun episode. It's so fun. Yeah. Okay, where are we? <laughs> uh, okay, but when the straw is hanging out of his mouth <laughs> and he's talking and it's like splashing blood everywhere, it's bad. It's bad. I understand it's caro syrup. I don't care. It's gross. Uh, they promise not to kill him unless he, you know, if he's really truly neutered, then mm. we'll leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, Buffy and him are just itching to kill each other. She teases him with her neck. Oh. My poor defenseless little neck. Poor Spike. I'm trying to think of the equivalent. It'd be like, look at 
Look, look at these ribs. Look at these poor defenseless barbecue ribs. Don't don't you want to eat? Is that, that if Mike Ditka was in this situation? No, me. I really oh, like barbecue. Okay. Okay. Willow wants to try a truth spell on Spike. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. She retires to Oz's dorm, but it's been wiped out. Oh, not it even is. the widespread panic poster. They, I mean, why wouldn't you leave that? Yeah, yeah. it is. That way we could take a drink. It's gone. I mean, I at one point I start feeling thinking about logistics about like who's been paying his tuition and mm-hmm. his room and board and how did it take that long well i mean he's god yeah so, okay yeah. sure yeah yeah so the, i mean in one night or in one day rather mm-hmm. it's just gone completely yeah. empty she cries to buffy oh. and it rips my heart out stop making my willow cry oh, boy, so this is it's hitting here for real now oz is really gone if that character doesn't come back in two episodes, like, oh, that character's gone. Oh, gone. At the picnic, Riley is really into driving. Ooh, that's in some a, car talk. In a, in a weird way. Click and clack. Mm. Click and clack does not apply to driving. When's the last time you drove a car? No, it's the from, the, from car talk. It's a podcast. Stackers, back me up on this. This is, It's a podcast about cars? Well, yeah, well, it was originally like a radio show, and they podcasted it. Click and clack. Heartbroken Willow wanders by and joins their picnic, kind of awkwardly. <sighs> that's oh, oh boy, that's <sighs> that's that's more awkward than the lunch uh, with uh, what's her name, Bianca or whatever, Veruca, and Oz. Yeah, your apples are turning brown as they do. <laughs> I'm going to say that to someone one day and just see how they respond. It's like <laughs> Werner Herzog just walked up to you. Yes! Like, that is exactly uh, what happened. The apples are dying as all things must and be reclaimed by nature. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I want you to do that every episode now. <laughs> Later, she is dancing away her troubles at the bronze <laughs> to, to Blink-182. Blink that is throwing it back. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's it's accurate for the time. Mm-hmm. It is straight up out of my adolescence. And it just feels like every high school movie, like between the years of 1999 and 2004, was advertised with that song. Well, I mean, that was like a big... It was. That band was, was very big. big. And mm-hmm. now we like to make fun of them. So Blink-180 who? So I have to say... The Scoobies are very judgmental here. Mm-hmm. She is at least 18. Right, okay. they're freshmen in college. Yeah. Did you drink as a freshman in college? Not really, no. Really? Not really, no. Freshman year of college is when I first started drinking. Like it was like I know it's when a lot of people do. Like I went away to four year school. Your parents aren't around. Mm-hmm. There are frat parties and theater parties and any party, house parties. So is it, I mean, the fact that the Scooby's like, oh my God, you're drinking. You must be an alcoholic. And it's like, no, she is 18. That's what you do. But she is hiding her drinking, which is suspicious. Because her friends are judgmental. I would too. I mean, that's a chicken and egg scenario though. I don't know. She's 18. She's had a really bad week. I'd be like, girl, can I get you a second beer? And it wasn't but a month ago that beer literally turned one of their friends into a cake. Yeah, this woman. isn't... Sp- I mean, this this obviously isn't um, poisoned beer because it's in a bottle, not out of the tap. Oh, you don't think you can make magic beer in a bottle? I don't know. I feel like when you have a bad, like, when your friend has a bad day, it is perfectly accessible to be like, honey, can I get you a glass of wine? 
can I get you three glasses of wine? Like, let's, it's, it'll make can you, you juggle these three glasses of wine. <laughs> it's going to feel better temporarily. I don't, it doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. Calm down, everybody. Um, so then after judgmental, that, <laughs> uh, so she's kind of a mean drunk. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they're upset. Cause they know she's that, a mean drunk. I mean, that would piss me off. Yeah. She wants to make her, make her pain go poof. Mm-hmm. So she tries that's to make magic. her pain go poof. Oh man. Late night drunk is no time to do magic or shop no. on Amazon. No, or text. That's when you just order a piece and fall asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. That is what you do. So she does a magic spell to make her pain go away, or rather for her will to be done. On earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> I mean, yes. That why is there also not a joke made about the fact her nickname is Will? She will. wants her will to oh. be done. <laughs> I just there's come on, Joss, just take advantage of that. So uh she tries to command her heart to heal, mm. but that doesn't really work. Yeah. I'm feeling different. Uh, do we know why this specific, this first command isn't working? Is she not phrasing it correctly? I think the implication is that it, it, there has to be like some kind of, um, not necessarily anger, but something similar to that as far as like, it's not just, I'm going to say this and it happens. Because every time it's like something that she's kind of either really yelling or it. making a, sarc- a sarcastic remark. Yeah. Like, I feel like. It's something about the the passion level as you say it. I also feel like maybe phrasing might be a theme because she's like, mm. I will phrasing. let my heart be healed instead mm-hmm. of like, hey, self, yeah. don't be sad. Yeah. Or like, oh, they're not sad. Whoa, they wouldn't yeah. be sad. Get over Oz. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Giles arrives to scold her for shirking her responsibilities. Aww, but I mean, cares. like, he's, he's not a teacher anymore. So kind of he can fuck off. I think he's genuinely concerned about like, because that's very unlike her. If he did that for like Buffy, I feel like that would be weird. But it's like he knows something's up because Willow would not be the person to like miss an appointment and not care about it. Yeah. Like he knows something's wrong. I don't I just like her saying like, oh, I had this idea. I can swing to buy that store. It's like it's not terrible. It's like, oh, I forgot. Like, oh, all right. Well, cool. I'll pick them up. But, I mean, it is still, like, forcing him to live with Spike. That is kind of a dick move. Yeah. He advises her against doing magic until her energy is more focused. But that straight up pisses her off. Mm. Everyone just wants her to get over it. She tells Giles he doesn't see anything. Flash, what? (laughs) Now Giles does it. See anything. anything. <laughs> but it takes a really long time. Yeah, I mean, like, gradually. Yeah. It's a thing. Because it would be a little too obvious if you immediately went blind and be like, uh, something happened here. Yeah, that would be, I mean, immediately, like, I can't leave your room. Yeah. I think this is also good in the way that, like, when you're mourning, and, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a stretch to say that she's grieving right because when you compare the idea that like oz left town that it's terrible he's the love of his life she's heartbroken but it's still better than oz died Mm -hmm. like that's i went to a nice farm upstate yeah i don't i don't want to belittle anything to do with like actually losing a loved Mm -hmm. one versus like they left but they're fine but they left but they're fine but the idea it is true to life the idea that like 
grief takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And in general, your friends are going to be more annoyed with or annoyed with it quicker than you're over it. And I like the idea that the Scoobies are, because they're nice people, they recognize that, Mm -hmm. like, the right thing to do here is support her, besides the fact that I'm annoyed by it. Mm -hmm. And that's only when she's not there. They're like, okay, super annoying, but Mm -hmm. we've been dealing. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's no way that it's going to be that interesting to hear, I'm really sad Oz is gone, as long as you're going to feel... I'm really sad. Oz is gone. There's, It's not a lot of fresh material you get. Right. Exactly. It doesn't mean you can't be there for them. It just means you're human. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. Giles tries to do the truth spell, but can't read the book. Oh. Spike uses his opportunity to escape. Again, shoving. Lots of shoving. Think this through, though, buddy. Why did you come here in the first place? Because you can't do more than shove. Mm-hmm apparently so you were starving so you came here to get food if you leave where are you going to get food angel's blood guy i heard butt guy (laughs) angel's butt guy (laughs) you know angel is that guy that he sucks out his butt sucks a little blood out of his butt (laughs) so who's spike gonna eat (laughs) <laughs> someone's butt <laughs> that, that sounds like the weirdest cliffhanger for an episode of Buffy who is Spike going to eat find out next week on Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> back at the dorm Willow is cleaning Amy's cage and throwing a little pity party oh Amy rat it's okay girl you throw that pity party mm-hmm. I throw plenty of pity parties yeah. sometimes you need one and everyone's invited <laughs> everyone is invited when Willow's involved oh. first uh, Amy's a perfectly normal girl. <laughs> then poof, she's a rat. Oh, I love that they actually got her to come back for that little cameo. I know. Thank you. I, and like, I makes me really appreciate this mm-hmm. actress that she'd yeah. be like, yes, I'm on board for that. Yeah. I'll come back for a three second nude cameo. It makes me so happy to be like, oh, no, baby, come back. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> it was almost there. And it's going to take us two seasons to yeah. get her back. <laughs> Uh, so Buffy has to go find Spike, but Willow doesn't really understand why. Mm. I mean, he's probably just standing right there. Uh, and hey, guess what? He is. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's looking for the entrance to the commando lab. He wants them to mm. fix what they did. And he gets so frustrated. He's he does. Like, I up the grass. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that there's a reason he's just like, you know, at mm. first you're like, oh, he's just standing there because that's part of Willow's spell. And he's Ooh. like, no, this is the entrance to the, just fix. I mean, this to me was the answer to the question. Like, where do you think you're going? You're just going to starve. Mm. And him be like, I'm going to go back to the lab because yeah. this sucks. Buffy drags him back to an increasingly blind Giles. Aww. While Willow moans to Xander about Buffy leaving her for Spike. The Slayer and her hostage vamp are breathing hard in each other's faces. Uh-oh. I mean, they hate each other, right? Uh-oh. They just Uh-oh. really hate each Uh-oh. other. Uh-oh. They could never be nice to each other. Well, fine. Why doesn't she just go and marry him? Oh, shit. Uh, it's not really phrases. My will be done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a question. It's not a command. But... Giles enters his room as Spike finishes proposing to Buffy. Vampires. I like to think that later on in the comic, if they ever get married, mm-hmm. that this is exactly the exact same like wording and way it goes down. <laughs> that would make me so happy. That'd be great. Uh, 
He's so cheesy. Just say yes. Make me the happiest man on earth. Oh. Giles' face is so good. I love... The, again, I look back to the first time I saw this episode. It was my first episode. And this was when I was like, this show is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this, so, this is intentional. I'm done making fun of the writers for being mm. stupid. This is when I'm <laughs> they like... They don't oh. get that it's like a penis. It's no penis. They don't understand it's because they're getting married. Like, no... <laughs> It's like, all right. Yeah. These people are funny, mm-hmm. funny people. Xander tries to tell Willow she'll meet somebody else someday, but she believes that all relationships are doomed. Well, in the Buffyverse, she's not wrong. I mean, kind of in life, she's not wrong. Someone's going to die before the other one. I mean, maybe they both die peacefully in a car crash. Still not a happy ending. Like, ultimately. What if that car crash saves the city of New York? <laughs> okay. So Willow calls Xander a demon magnet. Uh-oh. That means he gets all the demon metal. <laughs> Back of Giles is Buffy and Spike just make an adorable couple. Let's just admit it. They're, they're awesome. They're cute. And they, they're so cute. <laughs> I do love that they, they start to make plans. Like, would Spike even make wedding plans? I feel like he's an eloper. No, but that's... I mean, like, the bride is running the show at that point um she's kind of an annoying bride mm-hmm. and i i've been a bride she's kind of an annoying bride above zilla <laughs> yeah she's a little intense she asked giles to give her away which is the Aww, cutest thing i've ever that seen is sweet. he should give her away i mean he shouldn't because they shouldn't get married but yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> season 10 uh they should definitely get married at some point someday but until it's a real thing no not under the um influence of a spell but it's just so cute he's so flattered until he remembers that it's not real yeah and like his reaction like oh bloody hell stop it (laughs) they're going to try a reversal spell you know if buffy and spike can stop making out long enough to do that I do love that they bring up Angel and Drusilla. Yes, and they get jealous of each mm-hmm. other's exes. It's very, it's true to life. Yeah. Uh, and those are big, those are big exes. That's weird because those exes have been together. That's, it's a lot of Ooh, weird that's relationship a lot. stuff that's going true. on there. Yeah. That's weird. Ooh. <laughs> I like Charles' reaction. It's all right. I have more scotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life motto. It's all right. I have more scotch. It's fine. See, I support the drinking your problems away. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, because he's an adult. He's over 21. Maybe blind. Oh, my God. Everyone at 18 drinks. Not saying it's right, just because it's popular. Doesn't mean it's right. If everyone jumped off a bridge, would you do too? Are you you Michael from the Lost Boys? This is lonely. Y'all are jumping. I'm by myself. Boring. Who am I going to talk to Buffy about? Talk about Buffy, too. (laughs) Uh-oh. I think Chris is the loser. She's talking to Buffy. <laughs> so on the way to the magic shop, Buffy Ooh. gets sidetracked looking at a wedding dress. I feel so bad for Riley in this scene. Oh, he happens by and Buffy tries to break the news of her engagement gently. He's very confused. Mm-hmm. I would be too. I don't even really like him, but I love him. <laughs> I also love the line, or the, the little back and forth. Spike, that's a name? Yeah, I know. Oh, no, he's way old. <laughs> You're not wrong. No. Not as old as my last boyfriend. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, she only dates people born in a different century than her. So here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. After Riley and Buffy start dating for real, mm-hmm. and eventually after Doomed, right, mm-hmm. Riley meets Spike 
and learns that Hames' name is Spike. Do they readdress this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to. I want to have like a deleted scene where Riley's like, "Wait, Spike, is this the guy you were gonna marry?" Like, well, yeah, but there was a spell. It's like, yeah, likely story. I can't I mean, believe you about anything. Like Riley never liked Spike, and that mm. could be the start of it. Also, the fact that he's a vampire. Also, the fact that he was, like, sent by the initiative to take him down. Sure. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Xander and Anya are making out in the basement. Oh, yeah. Just thinking my lips is the fruit roll-ups of love. When's the last time you had a fruit roll-up? Uh, I, I don't I don't remember. I was probably drunk. <laughs> That's fair. I thought you didn't drink, Mr. Holier Than Thou. Just not until you're 21 or 19 in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It must have been high school mm-hmm. with me. I do really like those like actual fruit fruit roll ups. Yeah, like the things. the real yeah. things. Those are good. Uh, fruit leather. Yeah, fruit leather. That's it. Yeah, that's good. It's expensive. Well, it's leather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sir Pavo demon breaks in. <gasps> Not that kind. That kind. Anya's knowledge is really helpful here. They no. should do that more often. Mm-hmm. They're, they don't enough times be like, I don't know what's going on. And her be like, I'm 1,200 uh, years old. And I'm a farmer demon. Mm-hmm. I got this. I know yeah. who that is. His name's Bob. <laughs> Bob the demon. <laughs> Bob the demon. So they drown him. Uh, but the demons just keep on coming. Mm-hmm. Because Xander is a demon, demon magnet. magnet. Doesn't that mean that, that Anya shouldn't be able to disattach herself from him she's not a demon anymore he's a former demon once a demon always a demon in my book you conservative judgmental piece of shit (laughs) no drinking no demons (laughs) back at giles's the magic shop didn't have the supplies they needed so giles will have to stay blind for another day Mm -hmm. (laughs) like discussing the invitations what's wrong with buffy such a good question (laughs) Xander and Anya arrive. Xander waves his hand from Giles' face. And it smells like fruit rolls. It smells like fruit rolls. I like that. Nice little callback. <laughs> Stop whatever it is you're doing. Uh, so Spike and, Spike and Buffy are getting married. <laughs> How? What? How? Oh. All good questions. <laughs> oh, so I love this this episode. There's so many good moments for yeah. like these these one-liners. Yeah, there's just, a lot of great lines. Can I be blind too? Yes. Sarcasm. <laughs> so much sarcasm. Xander is the, actually the one that puts it all together. And it takes every ounce of his brain power to do so. So much. Like, hold on. Wait, I have a thought. <laughs> Willow is attacked by de Hoffrin. First time we'll meet him. Not the mm. last. The head vengeance demon maker. Mm-hmm. Not cool, bro. No, cut it out. Just cut, just cut that shit out. Cool. Could just like ask nicely. Uh, the pain that Willow's caused with her spell was like an audition. Ooh. This makes me think of um. This is like a precursor to uh. Doctor Horrible, when he's like, well, "We're watching what you're doing, so you know, murder someone." <laughs> it's weird um because they they mention um you know how anya was with de hoffer 1200 years ago or whatever and uh i always forget how old anya is like i I always remember like she's a former demon but i'm like oh yeah she's like the oldest character on the show 1200 yeah she's older than angel Mm -hmm. yet 
I guess probably because their relationship started when he was at least a senior. It's never bothered me as much that he and her get together. Well, because I feel like she's in the body of Mm -hmm. a high schooler. Because mentally, she reverted back to high school age. She almost seems younger than him because he has Mm -hmm. to teach her the ways of humans. Yeah. And he's, I'm pretty sure, 18 at the time. So that's also a little better. Yeah. Than being like, I'm I'm hot for you, 16-year-old. I'm enough to be your ancestor. Mm. Also, she's the inst- I mean, it's very much like, I mean, it just feels less predatory, honestly, when it's like the female going after the male. Mm. He's, she can't overpower him physically. Like, he's not a super muscular male, but she can't, she can't overpower him. So even though she's the instigator, he at any point could be like, no. And no at some point no. he is. At some yeah. point he's like, I'm staying with my friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Buffy, like, you've got a teeny tiny petite girl. But she's got superpowers. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. No, it still feels it's, different. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just more gross because she's like literally a child. Well, and again, mentally, Anya's super young. Mentally, Angel is 240. Yeah. Yeah. That he, is, he's that is not weird. like the naive young mm-hmm. thing. He's old. Like, I feel like it would have been a lot better if they'd done something where, like, he, a la Dr. Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap, mm-hmm. somehow had something happened to his memories. So he's only, like, kind of got some of his memories and they come back to him. And then that way it doesn't feel as weird that he's, like, a guy who's, like, yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. every year of my hundred plus years of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So DeHoffman wants Willow to be a vengeance demon. Meanwhile, the Scoobies are attacked by those magnetic demon mm-hmm. One of them looks very much like the movie Legend, like with the big horns. Yeah, he does. He does. Willow turns down to Hoffrin. I like how the d- dramatic mood changes the mm-hmm. second she does. She's like, just give us a chant. Yep. Hit us up. Give us a chant. <laughs> Which, you know, she actually does in season seven using that amulet. She does. Yeah. I I really like to Hoffrin. I like the fact <laughs> that he's a recurring character. And I just yeah. like this back and forth where he's always very like formal up to a point when mm-hmm. he's just like, what up? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got to be formal because I'm like the head of the vengeance demons. But, you know, when I'm off the clock, I just have a brewski like anybody else. Y'all are my gals. <laughs> Willow appears in the tomb where the Scoobies are fighting. She undoes her spell. Uh, and I like that when she undoes the spell, Buffy and Spike are currently kissing. Oh, Spike lips, lips of Spike. <laughs> Later, Willow bakes away her guilt. And I love that she's, while she's doing this, she's wearing a shirt that says, speak no evil. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I like it. I like that she's still teasing Giles, even though the mm-hmm. spell is over. Like, oatmeal? Very funny. They're chocolate chip. I can oh. see them. Uh, so Spike is back to being chained up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sad that these funny times are gone. I wanted, this is, I mean, like, I couldn't last for more than an episode, but goddamn, is that, fu- is this a funny Wait, one? You want to have the season, everyone to be under a weird spell? Just Buffy and Spike. I want to see him kiss more. Uh, oh, don't worry. But I know. I know. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm not the one who wanted wind beneath the we- my wings at the first dance. It was the spell. Buffy is so over that bad boy thing. Hey, psst. Psst, Mike. Mike. What? Mike. She's not over the bad boy thing. Oh, I thought that never came back. Psst. What? It's not a thing. Oh, she's she's gonna fall for bad boys again. What? She's gonna fall. I'm shocked. I know. That was it. I couldn't hear you. What? It was a. I'm shocked. What? Okay. Sorry for the confusion. It's hard to. It's hard to put inflection into whispers. (laughs) 
Oh my god, Riley! <laughs> he goes through some shit this episode. Riley thinks she's engaged. Oh, oh man. But it was all just a joke. Mm. It's not a bad cover. It's. I mean, she's already proved herself to be weird and quirky. Yeah. Like it works. And he's like, yeah. "You, you're, you had a joke that you, you were gonna marry a guy named Spike. Yep. <laughs> you're insane. Yep. But you're still single. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what you think about something blue? Uh, I think it's something awesome. I was I was hoping you were going to say that. I also think it is something awesome. <laughs> uh, again, it's one of my first episodes. I have strong nostalgia for this, but I feel mm. like even if I didn't, like I get you you weren't as big a fan of initiative as I was because yeah. my my nostalgia brought me through that. Mm-hmm. This is just funny. Yeah, it's a it's a good like comedic episode that it really feels that everything's earned and actually does interesting things and stuff in the plot is actually advanced it's not just like a let's do a funny episode and nothing means anything right yeah so I it's know. it's kind of cool that way so what's the lesson in something blue spike lips lips of spike <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Uh, t- don't do magic at 3 a.m. I you're think drunk. Th- I think there's a lot about grief and mm-hmm. like don't drink to get over your grief. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine to a degree. I, I think it's a little judgmental. If you're not 18. I think it's a little judgmental and conservative. You, Honey, have a beer. It's fine. <laughs> you're fine. I just think this is more about from the Scooby's point of view, about like, it's okay that you don't still feel 100% supportive. We all get to that point. The important thing is that like, when you're around them, you're acting 100% supportive. Mm-hmm. And then when they're not around, you can say like, oh, jeez, oh, such a bummer to be around. I just thought of something. I feel like there should have been a dramatic shot of Willow like being angry or sad about the relationship in front of a fence that had a beware of dog sign. Why? Because uh, I was a werewolf. So, like, beware of dog. Like, oh, I should have been aware of that dog before he broke my heart. I think it but, would be fun. I thought you were going to say that she should she should have been, like, next to her decks and there was a pencil. And because she's upset, we're watching the pencil get all crazy again. Because <laughs> that's been established. But it's also been established that, that when Oz transforms, he's a cute puppy. He is a puppy. <laughs> he's just... He's not so cute now because he's a cheating dog. Oh, he's nothing but a hound dog. Houndy, houndy, hound. Nope. <laughs> what, you don't want me to sing that song in its entirety? Nope. You've never heard that song before, right? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I think it's time to take a break and uh, hear from our sponsor. I think so, too. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, ouch, that's a nasty cough you got there. Yeah, my throat is killing me like a like a really formal, creepy demon with a scalpel. <clears throat> wow, yikes, that is bad. Hey, here, try one of these. <coughs> what are these? They're gentleman brand lozenges. Gentleman brand lozenges? Yes, gentleman brand lozenges. Just pop one in your mouth and your cough <coughs> will stop so fast, you'll swear someone cast a spell on it. <clears throat> Mm, mm, they're oh, oh, strong. They kind of sting. I, I, Fast acting, right? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What's that? I I can't hear you. Gentlemen, brand lozenges. Quiet that cough, or else. It's time to put something blue back on the shelf. 
and open the books on Hush. So this is the Little Mermaid. Wait, but no, but the the girl loses her voice. Oh boy! And she's to, she's to she's to fight an evil foe. I think I'm just going to be silent the rest of this episode to get her voice back. And the, and so that, but then there's a guy. Are you sure we're not watching the Little Mermaid? Here's the thing: Who would Sebastian the cla- the the crab be? Xander. I don't know. I can't imagine Sebastian going boobies. <laughs> You just did a very good impression of that happening. That's absolutely uh, So instead of the typical TV trope of convenient TV clips, Buffy has convenient lecture topics. Yes. Talking about communication. Get it. I mean, I feel like it's a little forgiven because guess what? I'm not sure if you could tell this. Mm. This first scene is a dream. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought they were going to have sex in class in front of the classroom mm-hmm. on the desk. Yeah. Buffy needs to get laid. Mm-hmm. That's just how bad. Maggie Walsh could see it from her, her lecture and she's like, oh, that girl needs just to get, get laid. laid. So Buffy's supposed to lie down on the desk. Um, my memory is always that he lays down like on top of her, mm-hmm. but that's not what happens. He's, he's, it's very tame. He just mm-hmm. leans over her. Yeah. With and his, says, like hand behind her back. Yeah. And says, if I kiss you, it'll make the sun go down. Don't let the sun go down on Buffy. Or or do. That's fine, too. Hey, I think this might be a dream sequence. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> sure. So they kiss. Uh, the lights fade. The class disappears. She hears a little girl singing. Ooh, a Nightmare on Elm Street jingle. <laughs> Very similar. The lyrics are, can't even shout, can't even cry. The gentlemen are coming by. Yeah. Looking in windows, knocking on hey doors. They need to take seven and they might take yours. Oh, can't nice. call to mom. Can't say a word. Oh. You're gonna die screaming, but you won't be heard. Silence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's how the song goes, right? <laughs> it's very, it's very I may have heard it, uh, a club version. It's very badass of you. Th- thank you. So Riley turns into a scary suited demon. Ooh. Buffy wakes up. Uh, so after class, Riley asks what Buffy's up to tonight. Mm. And she sleeps. She's patrolling. <laughs> I mean, petroleum. Petroleum fun. Uh, you have crude oil tonight. I like the fact that because she now has a history with him of like mm. just being goofy and not yep. making sense. He's like, you have crude oil? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just be- best... Just let it happen. I just want to do this with people now. Just start saying crazy shit so that when I really say crazy shit, they're like, all right. <laughs> just establish the precedent. Yeah. I feel like now at this point when I say something to someone like, what? I'm just like, Buffy. They're like, oh, no, okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. They obviously haven't had their first kiss yet. There's mm. a lot of tension going on here of like, how do I say goodbye? Are we kissing? It's, it's so weird to me to think that they haven't kissed yet. But it's so real. I mean, like, I, I, it's been a while, but it's I remember. Been... How long? <laughs> it's been a while. How long has it been? Oh, I thought you were going to do it. It's been, what is it, two weeks since you looked at me? Uh, one Cocked week. your head to the side and said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's been uh, quite a while. <laughs> but when, when you have, like, when you're dating someone, you haven't had the first kiss yet, there's always that tension of like, mm-hmm. like 
is now now maybe now now are you gonna kiss me now well, i guess the the whole wedding setback probably didn't help anything it did i'm sure it didn't help and maybe this is different coming from a girl from because from my point of view it's always like i'm waiting for you to uh do this so um, are you gonna do this now no and we're saying goodbye you should probably no okay but i also i understand from the other side i've definitely been in riley's position where it's like I don't want to be like too forward. Too, yeah. Like, it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. It's cute. <laughs> it's goddamn adorable. That's why I think they should get drunk. And I think you're totally wrong about them not drinking. And, um, <laughs> he, he, he looks like conservative Mike. <laughs> Spike is still an unwelcome house guest at Giles's. The original odd couple. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, he crumbled up all the Weetabix in the blood. Oh, that sounds great. For texture. It's like stick tartar. No, it's nothing like any of that. It's, it's like it's, chunky cereal. I mean, it's as close as you can get with the ingredients at hand. Blah. So him, him being like, I want the blood to have texture. Isn't that bad? Like, wouldn't texture and blood be a sign that like the blood went bad maybe he likes getting a little viscera in there kind of chomp it down oh god gross okay yep no i wasn't expecting that response that's that's the thing anya's upset she thinks that xander doesn't care about her Mm, he just cares about lots of orgasms who doesn't giles needs xander to keep spike at his place so his orgasm friend can visit (laughs) but think about it though xander has a one-room apartment yeah Giles has a whole house. Fucking yeah. chained him in the basement mm-hmm. and go upstairs. I don't know if he... Does he have a basement? Uh, uh, utility closet. I mean, it's a pretty small closet. I'm not it's sure where what, It's California. So most people, they don't usually have basements because mm-hmm. of earthquakes, but they usually mm-hmm. have attics, right? Chain him on the in the attic and then go down to the couch. I'm saying, I just feel like this is a little rude because it's like Sanders or Giles is the one with all the room. I'm sure Xander could. Oh, well, he probably couldn't go upstairs because his parents don't like him. It's weird even that, like, he's their captive because he's not tied up anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. he is once they move him to Giles, or excuse me, to Xander's. Yeah. But as Giles is, he's just, like, hanging out. Yeah, because he's, he's got no place else to go. Right. Willow goes to a Wicker group meeting where they're, like, meditating mm-hmm. or chanting or whatever. They go through some real racist broomstick stuff. Racist against witches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they want to have bake sales and send out <laughs> newsletters. Oh, yeah. But Willow wants to actually, like, you know, cast a spell mm-hmm. and do witch stuff, which they find offensive, and they shoot her down. Everyone except for Tara. Tara! Welcome, Amber Benson. Yay! We saw you in that movie, though. We saw you. We've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. We like you. Uh, so Amber Benson plays Tara. Yay! Spoiler alert. She's going to be around for a while. Yep. She tries to speak up. She's got that damn stutter. Oh, that's Gets so in the sweet. way. I forget that she has a stutter. That's mm-hmm. always like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Which is also weird because Nicholas Brendan actually has a stutter. Yes. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. How did he get over that again? Can't I can't remember. Acting. Can't. I mean, like, I know I've read stuff about mm-hmm. it. Buffy is upset that she can't tell Riley about her secret identity. Riley is upset that he can't tell Buffy about his secret identity. Won't, won't. I like that. I like that, like, this, I, even unbeknownst to Buffy, mm-hmm. someone understands. Someone's yeah. got it. 
Both of their besties advise them to stop talking and start kissing. Aww. That's good advice. I wonder if it's supposed to be suggestive that one of, I think it's in the Buffy Willow scene, they're drinking sodas and one of them is a virgin cola. Mm. I uh, I feel like the tagline to this episode would just be like, shut up and start kissing. Because yeah. get it shut up. I, wait, could you explain it? Hush. They, they stop talking. Shut well, up. don't tell me to hush. And shut then, up. And then... Giles, on the other hand, does things right. Olivia comes over, and they get right to the kissing. Oh, yeah. Why is she not on the show more? No, she's like, I think this is her last, like, physical appearance. I think so, too. And, yeah. I, and I think it's because of the gentleman and this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, they at the end, you see, like, she's scared. But, like... Mm-hmm. She is such a good match for Giles, no. and I like her, and I want her around more, and I want to see her interact with the Scoobies. Mm, I miss Olivia. Olivia, come back. We love you. Olivia, come back. Olivia, come back to Giles. While everyone sleeps, Creepy Demon opens a creepy box creepily, and everyone's creepy voices go creepy bye-bye. Ooh. We get our first look at the gentleman. I would say they're not very, their behavior, not very gentlemanly at all. Talk to me about their costumes, Mike. What do you think? I think they're expertly tailored. I like the gentlemen themselves. I have never quite been sold on the uh, the footmen or workers or whatever you want to call them, the sure. guys in the street jackets. Like, I get that you kind of need something, but I'm not sure if that was what I would have gone with. They seem like a weird counterpoint mm-hmm. to the gentlemen when you have these super formal, expertly tailored, yeah. very polite demons that mm-hmm. don't make a sound. And then you have these wild straight jacket demons that on one hand like it seems cool but why like what do those have to do and like they make noise they're Mm -hmm. they're chains straight up make noise which you feel like would offend the demons gentle because they don't they don't like noise at all but especially voices i feel like something that would be more akin to like i guess one thing you could be like former victims with their like mouths sewn shut that would be creepy or just, sure. I feel like something with mouths shown, sewn shut or, yeah. or somehow like restrained would be cool. Sure. Like, I mean, even like if you show like mouths sewn shut mm-hmm. and like gaping hurt where your hole would be. Yeah. And it's obvious that like that not only are you killed, but yeah. then you're doomed to be their, like their minions. Their next servants or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, that's that interesting. Be cool. yeah. yeah. Or just a less silent or, or sorry, a more silent costume that's not a bunch of rattling. Or, yeah, something that like would. You would immediately be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. those would be silent demons. Mm-hmm. Like, they're clearly wearing a golfer's outfit with the hat and the knee Oh, I think golf outfits for sure. Yeah, that those, would have those, been the way to go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> those hats with the poof ball. The next morning, Buffy wakes up, brushes her teeth. I appreciate this because there are some mornings where, like, straight up until noon, I don't say another word to another mm-hmm. human being. Like, yeah. I'm tired. Chris and I are just, like, nodding at each other as you go through the morning of, like, Yes, you make the coffee. Yes, you take the shower first. See, and like I, not speaking and then like get to work and, you know, my boss and I are just nodding at each other like, good morning. Uh, we are both tired. So I like the idea that like I could get through half my day without talking to someone. See, I usually wake up by swearing. Like, Is that real? Yeah. Like, you know, like when you're first kind of stretching, like, I don't know. I just feel the need as I'm like shaking out and everything. Just be like, oh, mother bus bucket or whatever. You are not a morning person, sir. I guess not. You need to shake up coffee. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Dirt water. 
<laughs> I do. I will say I often wake up um, yelling at my cat. So maybe that's not a thing. <laughs> she really likes to wake me up at about 4 a.m. Going, she doesn't have a cat. I'm worried for her. <laughs> Is that, she had, cats can't tell time. So at 4 a.m. she's like, breakfast? And you're like, no, honey, we have two hours. 410 breakfast no sweetie we've just got about two hours just come cuddle with mommy breakfast no shut up i did have a cat who would always wake me up at like the time i was supposed to wake up for school okay even if there was no school because it was like a weekend or the saturday yeah and it was just like oh come on it's time to wake up it's time to wake up you could give me some food and we go play and i could try to bite the flesh off of your bones because i don't understand play very well (laughs) yep as i hear it that's mm-hmm. accurate. So bottom line is I wouldn't necessarily know that the gentleman had stolen my voice mm-hmm. until like very, very late in the day or until I go to Starbucks. Mm. And then be very upset because I'd be like, ice grande americano. And they'd be like, what? I'd be like, fucking ice grande oh, americano. And a then, Starbucks would be a nightmare in this scenario <laughs> with how specific people get about I, their, oh. Give me my ice grande. I can't hear you. I just need coffee. Give me my coffee. <laughs> It looks like she's pouring a salt shaker into her mouth when she's trying to mime. So I used to work at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Until about the time that I served someone who was deaf, or more so. accurately, deaf and mute. Okay. I So I don't speak sign language. Mm-hmm. I wish that I did. That's That would be awesome. Yeah. But I don't. And he came in, and he wrote down what he wanted to drink, mm-hmm. and that was great. And I rang him up, and I made his coffee, and I handed it off to him. And then he um, came up to me and made... This motion. So like a, a hand for, coming forth motion nope, kind of? More like a squeezing your chest area motion specifically. Boobies. That. I got very flustered. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me, I'm sorry. I can't. I don't know what you need. And he kept doing the squeezing your boob motion at his own boob. And I was like, I. Oh, I see. I, I was ready. Like every, I had like all my male coworkers like within 10 feet of me. And I was about to be like. I need an adult <laughs> help. <laughs> and he just kept doing this boo squeezy motion in my direction. And I was like, I'm so upset right now. I've been so nice to you for the past 10 minutes. I've been oh, so no. nice to you, buddy. Oh, no. I see where this is going. And he kept doing it. And finally uh. I like grabbed one of my male managers and I was like, help. I don't know what he needs being yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch this guy. And the guy keeps going the boob grabby motion. And finally my manager goes, Oh, milk. He needed milk. But see, here's the thing. Like, and I feel like it's true if you're communicating with somebody where you don't share a language or, you know, playing shreds. If one motion isn't working, try something else. Yes, it's exactly it. It's like, I clearly wasn't getting it. I feel like even like if you, I feel like this is like milk in the udders. I still feel like when you're talking to a female, you might anticipate that like, she might be sensitive to this motion. She might see this as a problem. Perhaps either everything you're doing right now looks offensive. You're motioning a lot of things that I get what you're saying, but it couldn't be interpreted as, as offensive. Chris, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, the listeners will never know. It's nasty. Uh, I, <laughs> I just feel like either give me a pen and write it down, at which point like, I know what that looks like, or like grab grab a mail and be like this utter motion or boob squeezy motion. Yeah. Maybe don't do it to a female. Maybe you're just carrying two shake weights. Um, <laughs> but that actually brings me to a point where I feel like it's insane 
how how late into the get, day it gets where they see a bunch of people just like being sad on the street and almost nobody has like pads and pen, pe- uh, pencils. Forrest is the only one that figures that yeah. shit out. And like there's a guy selling message boards and like I totally get that that would happen but it seems like weird that that's the only guy and nobody else has one already. Paper. You don't like, need a message board. You need a legal pad. Yeah. Like literally the first thing I would do is like I, I can't talk. Do I have a pen and paper of some sort? <laughs> Have you ever had laryngitis? Um, not really. I had it laryngitis one once so bad. Actually, it's funny. I got it in the middle of a Starbucks <laughs> corporate class Boop. where participation is mandatory. And I was very worried about losing points in this class for participation. So I had my piece of paper and I would write a note yeah. to my friend and she'd have to be like, Kristen says blank. At one point during the class, my dad called. And had a question for me, and I had to write a note to my friend, be like, "Tell, call my dad and tell him this." <laughs> That's what you do when you have laryngitis. Yeah. That's what you do when you just lose your voice, like a normal person. Yeah. Forrest is the only one who's like, "Hold on, hold on, I know how to, I know how to write the English language <laughs> yeah. that we all." There's read. a written language. It's the reason we came up with this, guys. <laughs> it is, yeah, that is that is a little weird. And I also feel like it would have been fun to see somebody just ha- carrying around a Ouija board. Oh, cause, yeah, you could spell things out that mm-hmm. way, sure. That'd be fun, too. Scrabble, maybe. Well, that would be a lot of like, oh, wait, let me set up the board. Pick out the tiles. <laughs> no, the but back. you just need the tiles. I mean, if you don't. I guess. I guess <laughs> if it happened today, we just use Bananagrams. I know you own that game. I haven't played it yet. It's got, it's got a bunch of tiles with letters on them. I do like the fact that they think at first that it's a hearing problem. Oh no, I've gone deaf. <laughs> it makes sense that if my yeah. the first reaction might be like, although like you can hear the door closing. Wouldn't you just like yeah. immediately like Okay, I clapped. I get mm-hmm. it. I can hear that. I don't know why you would applaud at such a situation. It seems <laughs> terrible. I don't I like I don't like annoying people's voices. So this would be a cause for celebration. I was stuck on the train yesterday with this guy. Ooh. Who it was that alone? <laughs> There's two guys. One who would not let his friend get a word in edgewise. So you were like, "Buddy, shut up! You're a terrible friend." Yeah. And then the whole Wait, was this Penn and Teller thing was a really nasally voice, and I was like, "I hate everything." And I'm stuck with you oh. for the next hour and a half. Oh man, it was a metro train. It took forever. Oh. I know, and I was like, At that "I point, just you just like go to the like." kind of the vestibule and just hang out there i and i just watched this episode i was like oh wouldn't it be great if the gentleman came by and oh. stole his voice i'd sacrifice my own voice not to hear that asshole yeah i remember and that subject of overhearing people there was a group of guys on a bus going through wrigleyville once of course and i, I forget the exact term it was something horrible like like crush or pound or oh smash mm. and you, you probably see where this is going mm. where one of the guys was lamenting to one of the other guys about like how he can't find a girlfriend it's like man i just want a girl and i you know i could just smash and then talk to like if you look very carefully at that sentence you'd probably figure out why you're not getting that because you're referring to the act of making love as smashing Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It was, it was awful. It, uh, and they just kept going on about it and like trying to have this like earnest, like, I'm there for you, bro, conversation where it's like, none of you get it. Proof that the gentlemen are actually doing us like a community service. You know what? The gentlemen aren't so bad. Seven They're hearts, not so bad. Seven not bad. is worth it. Yeah. I mean, 
We're in a city of how many? Yeah. Million? Uh, who knows? Just Sunnydale, the ever-changing city. Oh, I meant Chicago, but yeah, sure, oh. Sunnydale, whatever. Oh, and if it's seven in Chicago, forget it. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, Xander and Spike are having the exact same realization that the gals are having. Mm-hmm. So when Spike goes like this with the two fingers, mm-hmm. is that the British fuck you? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was a joke about charades, about like, okay, two words. <laughs> Three syllables. I think it's a film. Should, I don't think this happened, but it should have been Xander, of course, not saying, but mouthing two words. I, there needs to be a charades. Like someone needs to mm-hmm. do the charades yeah. rules. So Xander tries to call the girls, but they can't talk. Doi! <laughs> I would do this. Back at Riley's frat, they try to get into the initiative basement, but the voice authorization won't work. Uh, and it seems like such a shitty sh- system that you have to like go enter an override code. Like, what if somebody just had laryngitis or, like, a cold in the voice? So you remember your override code. Riley should remember his code. I like that Forrest is behind him and actually writes out the words, which Riley can't see. Come Come on, on, come on. on. (laughs) It's like, I have to to do the trope here. It's like, come on, come on, to emphasize. Uh, He's so serious about it. They finally get out, and Professor Walsh points to the sign that says, in case of emergency... You stairway. Wah, wah, wah. Wait, where are those stairs? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> People in Sunnydale are straight up losing their shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It's yeah. weird and it's scary. But I actually would feel oddly comforted that it wasn't just me. I think yeah. I would feel, I would freak out more if I was the only one this was happening to. Yeah, if you just all of a sudden lost your voice completely. And not like, oh, I have a sore throat, but like, no, but seriously, yeah. like, like. No matter how hard I try, I can't make sound come out of my mouth. Right. But when it's a whole town, you're like, all right, well, someone's on top of this. Mm-hmm. Like, my doctor may not give a shit that I can't talk. She'd be relieved. <laughs> <laughs> As would everyone. I'm sure. I'm sorry, Aww. guys. Uh, We'd make the podcast a lot harder. We'd have to get like a third person and you just write on a, a message board and they say what you think. I like to think that that person has like a really interesting like Australian accent. Something very just distinct. Oi, mate. Here's what Christian says. Cast my voice actor. Yeah, I feel like my my doctor might be like, whatever, we'll send out for tests. If it's the whole town to be like, well, I'm just going to sit back. Someone will figure this out. So, but people are crying and sitting in the middle of the street. Like, that's not good. They're Don't. praying about the end of days. I mean, that I kind of get. If you're already like have a bit of a religious bent, it is does seem supernatural. End of days. I mean, like this is the thing that's like you can't talk. You're still alive. Yeah. With every other thing, you're. I mean, like of all the things that could happen to you, I would freak out way more about going blind. Mm. Like if I can't talk, like that yeah. sucks. But like. Okay, but you're not dying. Everyone mm. calm down. I do love that the liquor store is both open and doing booming business. They are doing, I, they, and like I said, drink your problems away. I'm fine with that. The price inflation for a dry race board, oh. <laughs> like, accurate. Definitely every time it rains, I forget my umbrella and then have to pay out the nose for it. Mm. Uh, and then Buffy and Willow buy them anyways yeah. and go to Giles's. I love how Xander stands up really quickly because he has to talk to the girls mm. and then he realizes, like, I can't. I can't say anything. I can't say anything. He just Aww. waves awkwardly. Willow rushes to write a message on the board. Mm-hmm. Like, I, have to, I, I, I thought of something to write it down. <laughs> and it just says, hi, child. Hi, child. Oh, she's so sweet. She's sweet. Mm. The news says that the town has been quarantined for a laryngitis epidemic. Sure. I got a question for you. Where's Joyce? I can't hear you. Oh, uh, I, uh, somebody stole my voice. Uh, She's probably out of town on an art trip. 
All right, fine. I'll give it to you. They never mention her. Buffy's never like, I need to check on my mom. It's just, nope. So we can just assume she's out of town. She She has a job. She has her own life. She's still at what's her name's from Pangs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who yeah. that was. Aunt Pat. No, Pat died. Aunt someone. Both Buffy and the initiative plan on being in town to help keep peace mm-hmm. among the panicked people. Apparently Stephen Hawking is helping because he lent his voice to Maggie. You won't keep the peace. So yeah, downtown is not doing great. People are wandering around, which is probably why that car crashed into a fire hydrant. I'm assuming yeah. that this is... He saw the guy sitting in the middle of the street from the mm-hmm. last scene and was like, Fuck! I can't hit that guy. And to- pulled a very sharp right into mm-hmm. a fire hydrant. As you just pulled a very sharp right into that wall when you hit it with your I hand. Did. <laughs> I did. Fuck you all. <laughs> Buffy sees Riley break up a fight, which Riley's all nice Aww. about it. He's a nice little Iowa boy. Mm-hmm. And Buffy just breaks the dude's wrist. Yeah. Well, he is picking up a weapon. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he deserves it. I just like that she's a little more badass. Mm-hmm. Without those pesky words getting in the way, they're finally able to express themselves with a kiss. Aww. It's a good kiss. Good for them. This is good. I like it. I really like the idea that when words aren't enough, this is why we do things like hug and hold hands mm-hmm. because we can't accurately express what we're feeling yeah. even when we have words. We can't. There's no mm-hmm. words to express what the things that I'm feeling. I'm just going to kiss you. Yeah. You just say a lot more with your actions. This is mm-hmm. the reason why I like musical theater because, you know, a lot of... Because of all the hugging? All the hugging. No, I, I dated a guy um, for a while that was just like, I hate musicals because people don't really burst into song. And that's a dumb reason to not... That's dumb. Those. My response was, yeah, and The Matrix doesn't exist. What's your point? Uh, well, actually, we can't disprove that The Matrix exists. You say that, but that was his response. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's where I can disprove it. Because the, the, the idea of using humans as batteries is fucking stupid. It would not work on any scientific level. It makes no sense. Even if he did, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that's the whole point of musical theater is like when I am so overcome by an emotion and there is just there is too much happening internally for me for words to be enough. Mm-hmm. I need music to help me express all this emotions. If I just read the uh, lyrics with emotion, that wouldn't be the same. It's the music. And it it's would the, sound really repetitive. It would be just yeah. But it, it's the melody that helps you accurately express, like, mm-hmm. here are these huge feelings I'm feeling. And I like the idea that um, this episode explores that idea. That like, Well, that is very apt, because originally this was going to be the musical episode. Was it? Yeah. But then yes! um, I forget. There was some other show that had done a musical episode, like, very recently. Okay. Um, so just like, oh, we have to table that for now because we can't be the other show that did a musical episode okay. in the same season. So it was like, ah, I want to do something that gets all these people into these different places and their characters and do something a little different. And that's where the idea came for uh, I heard it was because they were, there was some critic that told Josh, that had like some review that said that Josh just relies on this witty banter. Oh, that was part of it too. Yeah. yeah. And so he was that like, was well, fine, dialogue. I'll fucking take out the witty banter. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck I'll, you. I'll no words, asshole. Yeah. Fuck you. God bless, Joss. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here comes the gentlemen. They are so polite, they don't even walk. Yeah, they just float around. They Mm. don't even disturb the bushes. You know what? I think we need to get the gentlemen around. They'd be very nice house guests. I I I won't even make them wipe their feet. Mm -hmm. 
It's odd that they would choose such noisy assistants. Yeah. That we don't have words for these assistant guys, right? Well, it's in the credits, there's something like workers, but then there's like a video game or something that came out with them that caused them footmen. So I don't know. Okay. You can call them straight jackets. That's what I call them. Uh, so six gentlemen pair off into the town. Olivia wakes in the middle of the night to find a gentleman outside her window. That's creepy. Especially the way they just float by. Yeah. Oh, that's so creepy. And you, the fact that you can't scream, that like mm-hmm. there's something comforting about screaming. Yeah. And when you can't do that, because the purpose, I feel like the, the biological purpose mm-hmm. of screaming is I'm going to alert yeah. people around me of danger or I need help. And you can't do that. And it's also an outlet as well. Like, yes. There's something, there's like the reason people have like the therapy of, of screaming and that yeah. kind of stuff of primal yelling and that. And it's like, yeah, maybe it's the only form of therapy that's a little dumb. But if you have a stressful moment, you, sometimes you need to let it out. Vocally. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, um, you know, there's several sports where they encourage you that like making a noise mm-hmm. helps you be more aggressive. It actually does something. So it's not so dumb that like when you're taking martial arts and you punch, you make a yeah or whatever you make because I don't mm-hmm. take martial arts. So like that actually will make you more go, powerful. Fist, go. <laughs> <laughs> like that release will power your punch or your kick. Mm-hmm. When I took tennis, my co- my coach always encouraged us like every time you hit the ball i need you to scream and we, you know you're high schoolers so you're shy you're like oh, i don't want to do that uh, but like it really every time yeah. you hit the bar and you're like ball and you're like ah and you're like okay i'm gonna fucking kill this thing <laughs> and then you just went home and cut it up with a knife like <laughs> no Kristen, you're taking this the wrong way <laughs> put it on my face hello Clarice. <laughs> so no joke this beautiful crushed velvet robe that olivia's wearing mm-hmm. like this beautiful blue uh, I it looks so comfortable. I paused the episode. I went on Amazon to see if I could find it. <laughs> I did. It's one hundred and twenty dollars. Someone buy it for me. Oh. That's an expensive robe. I want it. Yeah, well, she's a woman of taste and leisure. Well, or it's Giles's because it's oh. his, yeah, got a fancy Christian. She Elvis does robe. have a history of wearing his clothes. Yeah, no, that is his fancy robe. Oh, I want be. a fancy robe. Uh, so they go to Buffy's dorm. Not quite sure about their selection process. There's no reason why they chose this specific dorm or this specific Mm -hmm. room. I think it's kind of cool because it seems like there's – when they have the later the scene of all the gentlemen like clapping and like, oh, Mm -hmm. you did such a good job. There is some weird thing where it's probably – they have some weird sense of like taste – yeah. Or like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One. Like, oh, no, throw that one back. Yeah. It's not good now. Mm-hmm. They they pick some kid who, of course, can't scream. I feel like, especially given the circumstances of, hey, everyone in town went silent for no reason. It's been hours. A middle of the night knock would be so much more terrifying to me. Like, even a middle of the night knock when I there's nothing supernatural going on is startling. Yes. It's like, oh, again. I also feel like I would have learned soon i mean sooner than these mm-hmm. people that like yeah you can't scream fucking kick the bed kick the wall yeah. kick something that makes noise mm-hmm. or like if you're if you're in that situation i'm not saying like panic and carry on a shotgun but like middle of the night knock in a very bizarre supernatural situation maybe have like a, a bat or something by the second night they figure that that out because no one yeah. will open up for tara mm-hmm. so the gentleman daintily take out a scalpel and cut out his heart. Oh, what a way to go. Which do you think happens? Do you think that he passes out from blood loss or from shock first? 
This is awful. Like when you sit here and think about this actually happening. I think he's awake the entire time. Ah, you're terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. The gentlemen take their bounty back to the clock tower. All the pairs were successful. They've got three hearts already. Yay. I mean, boo. Golf clap. Golf clap. It goes all shucks. <laughs> so are two of these guys twins? Four of the gentlemen all look like... No. no. The two main ones, though, are like really big prosthetic actors. One of them is Camden Toy, who is like the gnarl and, a, and the the okay. first uber vamp, like the main uber vamp yep. in the final season. And then one of them is Doug Jones, who's like the, you need a tall skinny guy in a suit guy. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Pan's Labyrinth. He was Billy Butcherson in Hocus Pocus. He was... Oh, okay, um, yeah. He was in Hellboy. He was Abe Sapien. Which uh, is the guy who in the first movie was voiced by David Hyde Pierce. But then when David Hyde Pierce actually came in to voice it over, he was like, wait a minute. The actor who was there on the set did a perfectly fine job. Why the hell did you hire me? Hmm. This is stupid and disrespectful to his performance. So we refused to do the sequel and refused to do press for the original movie. Wow. Yeah. Just out of like, no, this is ridiculous that you hired me. He did a he did a fine job. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of badass. Yeah. I, I love that story. Yeah, I don't need your paycheck. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I mean, I'm legally required to like do this because like I had signed a contract to like do the do the movie, but I'm not going to do any press for it because it's ridiculous that you hired me for this when he did a fine job. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, the but the, so those main two guys, you obviously knew who I was talking about. They look yeah. very similar. Mm-hmm. Everyone else look you can t- distinguish tall, between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next morning, security is doing such a good job keeping people out <laughs> of the victim room. That Buffy sneaks right in. Guy needs to use his peripheral. Yeah. I was a, a lifeguard. They always tell you. You look in your peripheral. That's what you use. And then when you find a kid that's just staring at you, that means that he's terrified because he knows he did something wrong. And all you do mm. is you give him a really hard look and that kid goes, okay, I'm sorry. And you're like, I don't know what you did, but yep. Yeah, you should be. I, I, I saw you, kid. I got eyes everywhere. Olivia is a super talented artist mm-hmm. and sketches the gentleman. Which sparks Giles' memory. Hey, fairy tales. That's a thing. Yay. I love that they're fairy tale monsters. I that's, do, too. That's cool. He gathers the Scoobies in a lecture hall for a presentation. I like the fact that he plays music. Yeah. Just to add ambiance. Yeah. He doesn't need that music. He just, mm-hmm. he wants it. The first slide is backwards. He's so confident. Mm-hmm. This is the, like, you know, cool guys don't look at expo- explosions. Yeah. Cool teachers don't look at their slides or... or their overhead. That. Sheets. Sure. Buffy's, I, I also like their reactions. Like, Buff, like, Will is just like, oh, it's backwards. And Buffy's just very eager, like, ooh, ooh. And, and Anya's just immediately Dirt doing it. like a little finger twirl. What a great, this is why this is, episode mm-hmm. is so great. Cause you get all these nonverbal, like, that's exactly what that character would do. Yeah. yeah. I love how, like, smart Willow is where she thinks of all like the, well, we could do this or we could do this or we could do this. And Giles is like, yeah, I thought of that too. I get it. Suck up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Anya is has popcorn because <laughs> yeah. she's not super invested. The gentlemen are fairy tale monsters. What do they want? Willow, ever the honor student, raises her hand and points to her heart. Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's clearly not boobs, but boobies. Yeah, like the- <laughs> boobies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't ever picture Xander using the word breasts. Oh no, no, no or even boobs. Boobies. Yeah, even boobs would be better, but boobies is like such a like it's such a thirteen year old. You're twelve, point. yeah. I know. Like, boobies. They come to a town. They steal everyone's voice so they can't scream. 
And then, I like that then gets its own slide. <laughs> then. Dun, dun, dun. So dramatic. Drawing of the bloody gentleman. It's just so gory. <laughs> it's like a sequence. There's more than one slide. Of Three bloody. different of yeah. these bl- bloody uh. gentlemen. And I like the fact that the blood splashes on the gentleman's face. Mm-hmm. Like the gentleman himself is getting bloodier as he goes. Yeah. Xander wants to know, how do we kill them? <laughs> Buffy does her staking motion. Looks like she's jacking off. She's milking that cow. At least pointing at your heart. Like yeah. she's pointing straight up at her crotch. But like, I feel like... If you were to use a prop, sometimes you would just do it kind of like in front of you, like dirt, dirt, dirt. Yeah. I, I feel like I'd still be at my chest. Uh, so no sword can kill them. So we get a rocket launcher. We've done this. <laughs> <laughs> but a princess screamed once and that killed them. I love that Willow comes up with the idea of like a CD. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, w- I wouldn't have thought about that, but I feel like someone in the writer's room was like, you guys, plot hole, hold up. You could just play a, a CD. And it was like, we'll make it a thing that Willow thinks yeah. of. Uh, so maybe Steven Tyler. But no, uh, only a real voice would work. Buffy wants to know how she can get her voice back. But Giles has no idea. Buffy will patrol tonight, but he draws her fat. I mean, it's just, it's a baggy dress. He draws her fat. I would probably react the same way. of like, uh uh-huh, <laughs> buddy. Everyone else is going to research. Commandos are suiting up this time. No more civvies. But you know what? They at least they don't need walkies. That's a plus. I mean, you can. I had this thought too of like, oh shit, you can't even. You're just on your own. Although I think there is a communication system of like using something like Morse code on walkies. For our young stackers, text messaging did not exist yet. Well, maybe the gentleman stole the phone's voices. They, they didn't though. But tech, I'm not being sarcastic. Text messaging yeah. was not a thing yet. I mean, I think it was in its infancy. Like, it wasn't a thing. But, like, I think you could... Buffy was a freshman. This is, what, 2000? Text messaging does not exist yet. I mean, it's not widely available, but I think there was such a thing as text messaging. Because I remember seeing it on, like, the X-Files or something in the late 90s. Buffy is walking along the sidewalk with her crossbow just out. Just out. It's just out there. Look at my crossbow. I'm hunting deer. (laughs) Yeah, it was... Uh, road deer. Riley goes to investigate the clock tower. Tara, in her super impractical hippie skirt, <laughs> searches for Willow. Aww. But she runs into a gentleman on the way. I love the scene where they're like behind her. It's such a classic horror movie. Yes. That's yeah, great. I feel like if you watch enough horror movies, you just instinctively, anytime there's mm-hmm. a close-up on someone with a lot of empty space in, in the, the background, background yeah. I'm just watching the yeah. empty space. Like, mm-hmm. I might be missing something really important in yeah. the foreground right it's like, now. Something's going to pop up. Something's going to pop up. No, they're, they're, they're popped up. I don't know what it is about me that I'm so competitive. Like, you're not going to fool me. <laughs> I'm going to see it coming. Tara starts knocking on doors, but no one's going to help. Which, at first, I was like, hey, everyone's an asshole. But then I remember last night, somebody knocked on a guy's door, and he got his heart yeah. cut out. So in like, the middle okay. of the night. So, it's, yeah, okay. it's kind of suspicious. Maybe smart. Buffy comes across a gentleman and fights their straight jacket people. She gets a nice neck snap in, so that's cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, Riley is also attacked by a straight jacket dude, and they fight. Tara runs into Willow. Literally. Uh, but after a really great fake out where yeah. she's like knocking on a door and you're like, Willow, open up. Yeah. And then it's not that door. It's a yeah. gentleman behind mm-hmm. that door. And then it's just Willow was on the top floor or something down the hall. Yeah, they're on like different floors and then yeah. she goes up to the right floor. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy's fight ends up morphing with Riley's fight and then they put <gasps> weapons on each other and they fight on each what? other. Our secret identities. What? 
But figure now that that's, out. That's a fucking axe break right there. That that's amazing. That yeah. they're like, you're just. I mean, for Buffy, at least she has some context of like, oh, Riley's a commando, dude. Yeah. But Buffy's just like, or Riley's just like, why the fuck is my girlfriend pointing a crossbow at me? <laughs> I have no clue. Figuring that out, though, is going to have to wait because they have to finish fighting the bad guys. Back of Giles's, Spike drinks some blood, which makes him vamp out. Oh, no. You'd seem so shocked that he's drinking blood. He's a vampire. What? <laughs> he's very close attention. He's actually like 180. Um, oh, but he's so good. He, he, he lives off of plasma. Like okay. TVs? That's, it's actually, that's inaccurate. He lives off blood. Plasma is different. I don't know what that means. It's not a synonym. It's what they put in TVs to make them shine. Yeah. No, that's why that's why they pay you for it when you donate plasma. Yeah, because they got to put it on all the TVs. TVs. Yep. Xander thinks uh, that Spike has been feeding off a sleeping Anya and therefore oh. attacks Spike, which makes me kind of sad yeah, because Spike was actually being like a good guy for once. Yeah. He's like, oh, I knocked over some books. Let me help clean that up. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like when he's not being villainous, he is a considerate guy. He is. He's a nice guy. Well, he's not attacking people. He's like courteous if you're... You Y'all know, know I love over. my Spike. Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's a nice guy when he's not e- evil. He's not, I mean, he's still a monster, but he's a nice monster. Yeah. So now Anya knows that Xander really cares about her. Aww. I think this is a really cute way of saying that. Yeah. Like she's all like, are you emotionally attached to me? Yeah. Do you have feelings? And he's like, Anya's hurt. I'm so mad at you for hurting someone I care about. And yeah. she's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Great. Let's go. You care. Yeah. Uh, go. Shake weights. <laughs> the look that Xander gives Spike when he's just like, eh, sorry. <laughs> it's not even a sorry. It's just yeah. like, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a living. Willow and Tara are still running from the gentlemen. They barricade themselves in the laundry room and try to block the door with a vending machine. Oh. It's too heavy. Willow tries to move it with magic. Mm. She can't do it alone. So Tara grabs her hand and together they have more than enough strength by the power of Grayskull. They they have uh, some, some magic and some magic. Oh, do you believe in magic? And a Willow's heart. Ha! <laughs> ah. Yes. Uh, this is great. Like, again, actions mm-hmm. speak louder than words. Yep. People have never really spoken to each other before. Mm-hmm. They could have that awkward of like, I, I, I mean, spells are dumb, right? Except maybe not. Yeah. Maybe spells are real. Until, I mean, mm-hmm. Tara just sees Willow yeah. attempting a spell. It's like, hey, I can help. Back at the clock tower, Buffy chases a straitjacket dude upstairs. <gasps> the gentleman prepared to cut out Buffy's heart. But Riley saves her. <laughs> Buffy sees the box from her dream and tries to motion to Riley to uh, smash it. But he smashes something. I don't know. What he smashes? Like, something. Like a snow globe. He's so know. proud of himself, yeah. too. Ah, I, I did it. it. So instead, he smashes the box. Mm-hmm. She does the thing. I like the mime work there. That's a yeah. good little, like, two hands, the flaps for the Thanks box. Thanks to play charades. She'd be mm-hmm. very good at it. Right. Also, she's the only one that figures out, I'm going to bang my hands mm-hmm. on this thing to get your attention like i see can't, that made noise yeah. you heard it i can't speak but i can still make noise mm-hmm. yeah. uh buffy screams which is i'm sorry this is a terrible scream oh you don't like this this is such a bad scream can i hear your impression of this scream uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing so we've it's like got a grown-up tina belcher uh like no just scream get cordelia here you need some lessons so we have a five-year-old that li- lived downstairs. Mm-hmm. I think they've moved out. Hi, if you can hear me. Wait, what happened? Um, oh, they just got a different apartment. Oh, okay. 
Home with laundry. Oh. Yeah, I know. Fuck them. <laughs> no, this is great because she's she's a screamer. Mm-hmm. But not like a normal five-year-old screams when they're like really emotional. They're like, yeah. Yeah. mommy, I'm upset. She just screams. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, this is not a normal five-year-old yeah. scream. What are you doing? It's like the, the scream of a 40-year-old man. I don't believe you're actually like, this is... This is terrifying. Uh, <laughs> this is the omen. So yeah, no, this is a terrible, terrible, like, I don't understand how it's like, girl, you can cry on cue. Mm-hmm. How can you not just scream? And like, how could they not get a better scream? Yeah. Like, like I understand. Do she takes some more takes. One day. That seems like it was one take. And I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. We have to have that. Like, I remember I was um, taking an auditioning class mm-hmm. and the character I was playing was a female pirate. Mm-hmm. And uh, the stage direction was she lets loose a blood-curdling scream. Okay. Which in the context, I was like, I feel like that's like a battle cry scream. Mm-hmm. But you say the word scream and I'm like, eh, like high-pitched scream? Yeah. Like, eh, scream? Or like an eh, scream? I don't. And like there, we did several takes of it of I was yeah. like, I, I need the blood-curdling to be defined. Yeah. <laughs> and I need some more direction here. And I feel like this, this is what happened here. It's just mm-hmm. like, what? I mean... Do more than one take. She did this one and you go, okay, we ran out of film. (laughs) I guess we got to keep it. I also feel like I would have liked if there was a little buildup of like her like kind of like, uh, mm. Ah! that would have been cute. I would have liked that. That'd be good. I think they'll also cover up that it's not the greatest scream. It's like, oh, I just got my voice back. There you go. Yeah, sure. But the head explosions are cool. The head explosions are cool. Their heads explode. Um, There's some like pea soup brain. Mm Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. The next morning, everyone has their voices back and they're much happier. Mm-hmm. Taryn and Willow are buddies. Oh, you know, and we're going to hear all about it. Oh. Tara tells Willow that she is powerful and special. Oh. And there's, there's, there's some undercutting tones there. Yeah. Magic. Uh, so it definitely already feels like they're flirting. Mm-hmm. I just, there is something in the smile. Well, they're already holding hands. Are they? Oh, you, you mean when they when they did the vending machine? I thought yes. you meant when they're like sitting on the couch. Yes, that I meant. It was casually magic. sitting on the couch, yeah. holding hands. No. no, I just they're just the way they're smiling and like keeping eye contact. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's like a mistake. Like I've never yeah. looked at someone that way and been like, <laughs> this, <laughs> "This is weird." This is all platonic. Oh God, it's even platonic. So, uh, and of course, you know, Tara is nice to Willow, mm-hmm. so I like Tara. <laughs> Nice to my willow. Good job. So Olivia seems that she's too scared to return. And I that's Mm. she's going bye-bye. Olivia. Riley goes to Buffy's room. I guess we need to talk. I guess we do. And then no one says anything. And I love that. It's Ah! so good. It fits right in with the episode. Like sometimes words. Did the gentleman come back? Words just aren't enough. They're just not enough. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Say good job with your dorky little electro gun. So what's the lesson in Hush? Actions speak louder than words. Sometimes words are great, but sometimes they are just not enough. See every interaction in this episode. <laughs> Buffy and Riley don't have the words to tell each other how they feel. Xander doesn't know how to tell Anya he cares about her. Giles tried telling Olivia about monsters, but she doesn't believe him. Tara is too scared to talk to Willow at the Wicker Group. You take the words away, and hey, guess what? 
Buffy and Riley finally show each other how they feel. Xander's defense of Anya proves to her that he cares if she's hurt. Olivia, seeing the monsters, hammers home that they're actually real. And Tara and Willow learn about each other's power and possible feelings. Give the words back. It's all gone to shit. Riley and Buffy are right back to not knowing what to say. This is awesome. I'm trying to take your message to heart, and I'm just doing mime work right now. I appreciate that. I saw it happening. Are you thirsty? See, I, I told you, booze is good. Oh, he's had too much. He's a little oh, tipsy. Oh, oh. oh, no, he's sick now. He's very oh. sick. Oh, oh, he's sleepy. Now he's sleepy. Oh, he's in dreamland. He's running around. He's so happy in dreamland. Look at that. Oh, what's over there? Pick that. Oh, he's got a big old sandwich. <laughs> Yummy. Mmm, he loves that sandwich. Oh, what's in the sandwich? Oh, the sandwich is eating him now. It's a vampire sandwich. And now he's now he now he's a vampire bat. The sandwich turned him into a vampire bat. And now he's he's very tired of flying. Flying is hard, so he's gonna take a nap. And then he's out of Dream World and he's back with us. Hi, Mike. Oh, hi. What what happened? I think we just learned that you and I need to play charades together because we're gonna be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Assuming that I'm accurate in everything I just said, I'm not sure. Um, it was it was mostly actually about the uh, Clinton administration. <laughs> so oh, shit, we need it wasn't a, that wasn't a sandwich that was George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> He's very tiny, so I understand the confusion. <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> so what do you think about Hush? Uh, it's a great episode. It's so good. It's... So this is the only one that's been nominated for an Emmy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I see why. I mean, yeah. like, I, yeah. I will take that back. I don't see why, because so many more episodes should have been nominated yeah. for an Emmy. But you can see why. If they were just going to choose one, I can see why. I can see it, yeah. It's really, it's entertaining. Even if you're not, like, a huge fan of the show, this is one I could see you watching and getting a lot out of. Yeah. Um, because you can kind of, like, catch up to, like, okay, supernatural things are re- real. I kind of get the relationships. And then you can see the little arcs that well, happen. Well, how many other TV writers could pull this off where mm-hmm. you have this episode with no dialogue. And not only are we following, but we're just like super engaged. Yeah. And it's it's not like you're not constantly thinking about, ooh, they're not talking. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like r- words would just ruin it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a fun fact about this episode. Do you know that um, a period as an extra is Andy Hallett, a.k.a. Lauren? Where is he? He is in the classroom. Okay. Yeah. So next time you watch it, look out for little baby Lauren. Has he shown up on Angel yet? I don't believe so. I don't remember when he shows up on Angel. Yeah. I think it might be towards the end of season one. It might not even be till season two, honestly. All right. It's been a while since I've rewatched hey, Angel. Hey, buddy. Yay. Hey, buddy. Good to see him in there. So um, we just saw our little buddy. Maybe we could take a little trip international. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein de Fleisch Canoe. Nihau. I don't know. How is it? <laughs> okay. Um, so for these, it's weird. It kind of feels like the only titles I could find that were different were just other good titles. Like there's nothing funny about any of them, but they're all kind of work. So for something blue, German title, My Will Be Done. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, French Buffy's Wedding. I feel like that's, that's cute. cute. I yeah. like it. Sure. I like that. Uh, then for Hush, I've got a French title, A Deathly Hush. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. The German, this is probably the goofiest one, uh, the German hush title, but it still like kind of works for me. The big silence. 
Yeah. Like, it's probably a little bit lost in Com- translation. Uh, yeah. But I, like, I get that. That's a good title, That's man. fine. Sure. Yeah, there's good titles, which I think reflects these are both good episodes. Everyone yeah. wanted to do their titling just right. Yep. I love it. That was a good week. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. So I'm not sure if this is an actual slate because I'm not sure what happens to this one. Mm-hmm. But one of the first themes that arrives in the clock tower, I don't I don't know what happens to the guy, but there's such a really cool shot of like Riley reaching into his boot and pulling out a dagger. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic. I don't know what happens to the guy, but I think it's... So your slate of the week is, is the rule of a dagger? Yes. So that dagger got slayed? Well, it's, it's, it's the way that... Riley looks like a badass this scene, okay? He's a doof most of the time, but now yeah. he's he's like, I got I got it in my boot. But then he also has his little zapper gun. Zip, zip. Well, I like, the, I like the dagger in the boot. It looks a little more badass than like the zap zap. Okay, so my Slay of the Week is an actual slay. Um, oh, snap. Oh, snap. But you wish I didn't have my voice now. Um, yeah, I got a lozenge for you. Hold oh, on. okay. I, I haven't heard about these yet. Mm. <laughs> so mine is the uh, kid in the dorm room that the gentleman slay, because uh, that is terrifying. That, it that is could super be in a horror terrifying. Film. No, I kept thinking while it was going on. I kept thinking about like, what would that like to live through? To like to be alive yeah. and like conscious mm-hmm. as someone cuts out your heart with a scalpel and not just like anybody but like all of a sudden in the middle of the night you open your door and these like monsters come in yeah and hold you down and forcibly and you can't you. scream there's well, no you can't chance even, yeah, you yeah. can't even scream it's uh, not even like your screams are being muffled you can't even scream yeah and they cut your heart from your chest that's terrifying that's, terrifying. that's super terrifying yeah. good choice mm-hmm. go doug jones who what doug jones he was the the head gentleman Oh right, no, you told me that. Yeah. That was yeah. I don't like to think of them of actors and costumes. It's just the gentleman. Oh yeah, I mean it was totally like he he was the movement coach for the actual gentleman. Yeah, no, the real guys. But one thing I do have to mention: one of the gentlemen is kind of chubby. Yeah, for a gentleman. I, this was my polite way of saying I can. Two of them look alike, but then the other yeah. ones I can tell the difference. Yeah, and like I, I'm not judging. If you want to do you, gentlemen, you do you. But it seems weird that there's one that's like chubby. And the, the other, other one just are kind eats of like all skinny. the hearts. They're like, oh. we had 11 hearts and now we're down to six because you fucking ate them. Dude, we need seven. Yeah. Stop eating the hearts. What? We're doing fine. He has a low iron count. Yeah, that's it. Maybe that's it. He just says he's a gentleman with a glandular condition. It's, it's the protein. I need the protein. <laughs> he's on the paleo diet. Yeah. I wonder if they do eat them because their mouths never open. Maybe they have little straws. Their mouths open when they like silently scream. Oh, I guess they open a little bit. Yeah. They just so don't just, talk because yeah. it's, it's impolite to talk ever. Mm-hmm. So shut up. Otherwise their heads will just explode. shut up. I mean. It's impolite. I, You're being rude. You're being so, so rude sorry. right I, now. I, so rude. But I should have You're poly- so rude. Oh, no. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Milking out her own now. <laughs> No, stop. No boobies. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. 
Look for our sister podcast, Haiti Remember. And join us next time when we dust off Doomed and a new man when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Why are you doing Aloha Oi? <laughs> why, mu- why aren't you? Your, our music sounds nothing like Aloha Oi. <laughs> it's close enough.